Hey, my name is Chef Kelly York and this is Therapeutic Cuisine. I specialize in developing recipes that include medicinal ingredients that target and alleviate various human health conditions. Today we're going to focus on the subject of osteoporosis. What is that? It's actually brittle bones. Your bones grow in density as you mature and when you become a young adult your bones are still growing. But after that trouble can set in. If you don't get the right nutrients, your bones are not going to grow at the rate that they're breaking down. So you can eat a diet that's higher in calcium and vitamin K and magnesium, vitamin D are all very important. And also dairy products are very high in those vitamins and nutrients. So today I'm going to make three recipes that are going to focus on higher calcium, higher vitamin D, vitamin K, but not necessarily crutching on using just dairy products. We're going to start with a broccoli and uh, turkey tetrazzini. It's kind of a throwback to an old-fashioned type of comfort food recipe that's going to be healthy swapped a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and start making kind of a bechamel sauce. I'm going to take my butter and melt it in a sauce pot and I'm going to add a starch to that. And today the starch we're going to use is mochiko flour, which is a sweet rice flour. And the reason I like to use mochiko is if I make this dish and I want to freeze it, uh, it's not going to break down when I defrost it. The, um, the starch granules will stretch so that we can not get that separation and get a watery, clumpy uh, sauce after it defrosts. So I'm going to go ahead and put my mochiko in. And if you can't find mochiko, uh, you might want to look for, it's not rice flour, it's sweet rice flour. It has a different, um, it's a very small, short grain, and it's a very high starch content. By mixing that around and cooking it a little bit, what I'm doing is cooking out the starch flavor a little bit before I add the rest of the ingredients. So it takes about one to two minutes and get all of that butter melted. It's about a 50-50 ratio of flour weight to butter weight. Next I'm going to add some poultry seasoning just to, just to flavor a little bit and get some of the oils out in some of those herbs. I can smell it already. Once that's all melted and ready to go, we're going to take some bone broth, and I'm using turkey broth since my protein is going to be turkey meat, and whisk around so that we don't get any uh, lumps. And when this gets up to temperature and gets a little bit warmer, those starch granules are going to thicken my sauce. So I'm going to add just a little bit of dairy, some milk, but you could use almond milk or cashew milk or even rice milk, just to give it a little creaminess. It's not 
half and half or heavy cream like you would have found in the old turkey tetrazzini recipes. I'm also going to add some cooking sherry. So now that this is starting to tighten up and thicken a little bit, I'm going to add some Parmesan cheese. I want that to melt in a little bit and get a little smoother. Which it's doing wonderfully. And now I'm just going to pull off the heat and start sauteing my vegetables. So we'll let that sit. Get our pan a little bit hot. And then I'm going to add my oil. First thing I'm going to do is saute some mushrooms. Now mushrooms, depending on which kind you get, today some of them are actually fortified with extra vitamin D, which is excellent for osteoporosis prevention. Because the, the magnesium, the vitamin D, and the calcium are all kind of um, synergenic with each other. You kind of have to have all three of those nutrients um, in your body to get the best benefits. Once the mushrooms are starting to cook, they will emit some liquid. So you'll actually see your mushrooms get wet first before they get dried out a little bit. When they start to dry out, they're going to start browning. So I'm just waiting for that sweat to come out, that mushroom liquid. I'm not going to necessarily brown these. I just want to soften them up. Okay, as you can see, my mushrooms are starting to sweat right now and soften up a little bit. So this is the point where I'm going to add some garlic. Now, when you chop your garlic, you don't want to add it right to your uh, pot or your ingredients. You want to let it sit a little bit. There are certain chemicals and compounds that actually um, come out and bloom as it sits for about five minutes or so before you add it to your food. So, so pre-cut your your garlic and let it sit. Now I'm not going to cook my garlic till they toast. I just want them to soften up and I'll smell that aroma. After we get to that point, I'm going to add some broccoli to soften that up as well and just saute that. Also, about now, as the broccoli, I mean as the um, garlic is softening, I'm going to add some scallions and some chopped parsley, just for color, and my broccoli. Now my broccoli here is raw. You can use uh, uh, frozen broccoli, about a 10-ounce bag. I personally will always use the fresh when I can get it, depending on the season. And it doesn't have to be cooked real uh, done, because this is going to go into a casserole and into the oven. So the more al dente, I just want to saute till the color brightens just blanching it. I'm also going to add some onions. Again, the onions we want to cook that are soft, so it would probably be a better idea to dump those in before your broccoli. Alright, so we're starting to get to the point where my onions are softening. I'm going to grab a bowl and get ready to combine all of this in one. Now I've got 
some turkey meat here that I'm going to also add to the pan. I don't have to heat that necessarily because it's already cooked, but I'm going to just do that. Start stirring a little bit. The warmer my mix is when I put it in the oven, the faster it'll cook. Okay, so in the bowl, all my vegetables are going. Turn this heat off here. I'm going to add my spaghetti. And then finally my reserved cream sauce over here. Which has mostly turkey broth and flavorings and very little milk products. Our calcium again is coming from that broccoli and our vegetables. I'm going to pour this into a pre-greased casserole dish. Once that's in the casserole dish, I'm going to take some panko breadcrumbs, and that's Japanese breadcrumbs. I like to use them because they're coarser, and they just have more surface area for browning versus a really fine breadcrumb. And I'm also going to put some almonds on the top. The nuts are high in magnesium. Okay. I'm also, you can also, before you put this in the casserole, you might want to taste it to adjust it if you want to do a little more salt or pepper. I'm just trusting the process that I've made this so many times that it's going to not need the salt and pepper at this point. Actually, I will add a little pepper. Pepper, pepper's fine. Salt you want to really be careful of. Coarsely ground cracked pepper, a little bit more almonds, and that's it. I'm going to go ahead and throw this in the oven at 375 for about 20 minutes since this is nice and warm. Clean up a little bit. We'll come back and we'll make another osteoporosis friendly recipe. Okay, now that my turkey and broccoli tetrazzini is in the oven, I'm going to go ahead and get started on making some sea puppies. Sea puppies are like a hush puppy that has sardines added to it, which will really boost up the vitamin D and the calcium and doesn't rely on cheese and a lot of milk to get to those levels. So let's go ahead and get started. First thing I'm going to do is take some buttermilk and I add to that some chopped onion. So after my onions, I'm going to add an egg. I'm going to mix these wet ingredients together a little bit, break up that yolk. Next, I'm going to add some cornmeal and some all-purpose flour, parsley flakes, and some spices. Ground thyme, smoked paprika, or just regular paprika. You can use mild or hot, whatever your preference is. Always one of my favorites, some garlic powder. We need a leavener, so we're going to add some baking powder. 
a little more kick, and that's that red chili pepper flakes that go so well in hush puppies. And finally, some mustard powder. Actually, we're going to add a little bit of salt to that as well. Now, the wet ingredients, I'm going to add to the dry ingredients and mix that together. This is making my batter. And it's a kind of a tight batter, but it's very pretty with the yellow and the parsley flecks in there. When that's mixed together, I'm going to just fold in my sardines. Now, I make this and serve it with cold soups or um, with, uh, say, a, a seafood supper. And people who claim they don't like sardines love these. And the sardines are so healthy. They're actually green, too, um, as far as the environment. They uh, are small little fish. They're low on the food chain, so they don't have all that mercury poisoning. And they are quick to... Uh, to replace. Okay, so there's my batter. I'm going to take the batter and drop it. I'm going to form it into little bite-sized balls, little hush puppies, and I'm going to fry them in some oil that I have heated to 375. I know that this is 375. You can use a fat thermometer and there's a look. It's like a sheen when it gets up to that temperature. Let me move some of the bowls here for a minute. And I'm going to go ahead and make some more hush puppy little ball shapes. I like to make them a little bit oval in shape. When they get ready to be finished cooking, they start floating to the top of the oil. So at first they will drop down, but then come up. So you don't want to make a whole bunch of balls and just drop a whole bunch into the, into the fat because they all go to the bottom and stick together. This batch will make about 28, oh, they're about one ounce uh, hush puppies. I'm actually going to regulate my heat a little bit here. So I'm going to go ahead and finish off these balls. Once they're cooked, I'm going to drain on my paper towel and set up to get ready for the soup that I'm going to serve these with. Okay, I got plenty of these coming to the top and floating on me, so we're ready to pull. And I like to put them out on top of a paper towel so they get to drain a little bit. And they're nice and golden brown. I like to serve these with a cold soup. And it's really nice when you sprinkle them with like a little malt vinegar or some balsamic vinegar. It really brings out the flavor of the spices. I'm going to go ahead and check on my broccoli tetrazzini and set up to make my next recipe. And we'll be back with that very shortly. My hush puppies are finished now, so I'm going to start making a chilled soup that I like to serve them with. It's called a cucumber and cashew and macamamie cold chilled soup. Macamamie is actually edamame that is already pulled out of the shell. So instead of looking like a green bean, the little beans that grow in it are already popped out. And you can buy 
that in the store, usually in your freezer department. So look for it. It's wonderfully um, helpful to save you a step of having to shell the edamame yourself before you make this recipe. So the first thing that we're going to do is put my pot on the fire, get a little bit hot, and then I'm going to add some almond oil. And this recipe is very high in calcium, but I'm not using dairy products. So it's actually a vegan recipe. So let's go ahead and put our oil in and let that get hot for a second. And then I'm going to saute some onions and garlic. But first I'm going to start with my onions. And the reason that I like to do this is because if I don't saute my onions first and I add acids, the onions will never get soft. So we're going to let that get going and get a little heat on the onions. We're not going to cook them till they brown. We're not looking for caramelization. We just want to soften them up. And also when you cut your, your uh, garlic up, you want to make sure that you let it sit for a few minutes. There are certain chemicals and compounds that do better, come out and bloom better if they sit and get oxygenated a little bit. Things like quercetin and um, the organosulfurs. So I'm hearing that sizzle from my onions. And the old saying goes that a watch pot never boils. So the faster I want it to cook, the longer it'll take. After the garlic gets put in with the onions, again, I'm going to get everything soft, but not browned. This soup is wonderful for summertime uh, appetizer or a lunch because uh, it's nice and cold. I like to serve it out on the porch for a light dinner with maybe a salad. Now once these get soft, I took some cucumbers and I'm gonna, I seeded them by cutting the cucumber lengthwise in half taking a spoon and channeling out the seeds. I cut them into about uh, a quarter inch half moon so that they look like this. I'm going to actually set some of those aside because I like to use them for my garnish later. All right, we're getting nice and soft. So now I'm going to add some bone broth you can use vegetable broth if you're vegan. And then I'm going to add about a tablespoon of dill. And you can use fresh dill weed. If you use fresh, you're going to actually add about two tablespoons chopped. But since I'm using dry, I'm going to only use one. And then I'm going to add my mukimami. And I'm going to cover this and let this sweat for a few minutes. After that is finished sweating, I'm going to add my cucumbers and let that cook till they get soft. I'm going to grab a towel now and take a peek at this and see what we've got going on. And the mukamami needs to be a little soft, but it could be a little al dente too. Nice and sweet. And it's looking good. So I'm going to add my cucumbers. and let this cook another two or three minutes 
just till the cucumber sweats and gets softened up a little bit. I'm gonna give it a stir. Get the lid back on. Okay, my cucumbers have been cooking for about five minutes. I'm gonna go ahead and take a look at them. And I think they look great. So let's go ahead and get the heat turned off. And the next step is we're going to puree all of these wonderful vegetables. However, I don't like to put a whole lot of hot liquid into any kind of a blender or food processor at a time. So I'm going to ladle little, little uh, increments of it, say about a third full. And what the, the goal here is, is just to puree the vegetables. So no higher than, say, a third of the bowl. A little liquid there, just to loosen it up. Go ahead and put the lid on, and I'm going to give it a little whirl. See what we got there, just a little tad bit more. Okay, so we're going to transfer this back to a bowl and do another batch. Okay, so we're going to put some more in now. All right, it looks like we're going to have to do three, three batches. do instead of using the food processor, which I really prefer, is to just use a hand immersion blender if you have one. You can stick it right in the pot and then puree. It saves a lot of trouble and time. It's a wonderful tool to have in the arsenal of your kitchen. Alright, once everything is pureed, the last step is we're going to add some nut milk. Now you can use almond milk or cashew milk or hazelnut milk. I personally like to use the cashew milk because I will make it homemade. So we're going to go ahead and just blend that in. Cashew milk is really easy to make at home. Um, you don't have to peel the nuts or anything. You just kind of soak them till they're soft and then add them in a blender with some water and you blend that up and as much as you put in will make your, um, your liquid thicker. So you can make it real thick or real thin. And then we're going to add some lemon zest. Gives it a nice little bright uh, flavor. And some chopped chives or scallions. Now you can taste this and adjust it with some salt and pepper, which is totally optional. And if you're like me and you just like all those natural flavors of the vegetable, unamended with salt and pepper, just let it go. And if you decide to use a little salt or pepper, I recommend that you use white pepper instead of black pepper. Black pepper, you'll see little black flecks in the soup, and that's okay too. But white pepper is actually a little bit spicier than black pepper, so go a little easy on it until you know how much you'd like to put in. So I'm going to go ahead and put this in the refrigerator and let it get well chilled, clean up a little bit, and then we'll come back and recap. 
Okay, so here are our three osteoporosis-friendly dishes. We started out today by making sea puppies, which is a hush puppy that has sardines added, and that gives you extra calcium and vitamin D. And I like to serve that with a cold, chilled cucumber soup that is made with mukimami and cashew milk. Very good sources of magnesium, and we've got fiber in there. I'm gonna put that in the bowl and I like to garnish that with a little bit of the cucumber that I kept reserved on the side. And again, this is a wonderful soup for a summertime light dinner or supper. And finally, we did a broccoli and turkey tetrazzini, kind of a throwback old comfort dish. We boosted up the level of calcium by adding the broccoli, which is a wonderful source for that. Um, and all three of these dishes are wonderful for helping having healthy bones. I'm Chef Kelly York, and this is Therapeutic Cuisine. And as the father of medicine, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. We'll see you again soon.